I, I always tell that from a corporate race, hmm. you, you you basically enter the endurance race, right? right? Yeah. And it is it is a rat race right. for, for, for that matter. Yeah. And that can start stressing you because yeah. you're you are shifting the goalpost right. and it's just going higher and higher. Right. Right. So what uh, earlier maybe you were happy doing a 10K yeah. uh, in terms of running. Now you want to not only do a marathon, you want to do ultra and you want to do better and you want to do it in this much time. Was it this reason why I started? No, I did not start like this that I wanted to. So once you go back to where, why you wanted to start or why you wanted to uh, do this, I think a lot of things will take care of itself. The injuries, or the DNFs that happen hmm. is because we have not paid attention to something which happened, you know, back. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, by the time you feel it, and then there is nothing that can be done, it's too late. Right. You did not listen to the signal which came probably one hour back. Right. You just ignored it, or you probably were pushing too hard or forcing yourself, you neglected it mm. and you did not pay attention. Maybe if you had paid attention there, mm. it may not have translated to this. I am Vaiki Venki and this is the Working Athlete Podcast. Here, I talk to working athletes from all walks of life and experts from various sports to provide you with inspiration, training tips, time management and lifestyle if this is something that interests you, please make sure you subscribe to this channel so that you don't miss any future episodes. Today's guest is an ultra runner, fitness and running coach, as well as a life coach. He has run multiple ultras and 24-hour runs, as well as running the length and breadth of India. With his latest venture, Ideal World, life and wellness course and talks, he aims to help people and companies dealing with inner and outer worlds in a very effective way. His name is Dharmendra Kumar. Welcome to the Working Athlete Podcast, uh, Dharma. It's a pleasure having you here. Thank you so much, Benki. My pleasure as well. Yeah. So uh, let us start by talking uh, about um, your new ideal world, what it is about uh, and uh, how people can approach you. Sure. So uh, this started last year. Uh, I've been thinking about starting something in this space, but uh, I was uh, I had postponed it for uh, you know sometimes another five to six years. I wanted to give to myself, but uh, last year when the pandemic happened, uh, it kind of gave me more time to mm. think through uh, and then what I wanted to do and so on and so forth. So I felt that. Uh, you know, this is the right time, you know, uh, with whatever uh, we have been going through. Uh, I felt that uh, starting something in this space of uh, a holistic wellness, mm-hmm. or rather what I call it life coaching, was essential. Uh, I've been already exposed to, you know, the, the physical coaching as part of my running coaching, uh, a little bit of mental coaching as well as part of that uh, running coaching. Right. And then uh, I've been also, uh, you know, in the last few years, I would say uh, I transcended to the spiritual side as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of brought it all together okay. and uh, tried to create something of my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there are a lot of life coaches that exist today. A lot of uh, 
uh, ideas, a lot of uh, you know paths in in terms of what people have taken. But I wanted to create something which is uh, simpler, easy for people to uh, understand and um, uh, self follow. Rather, okay. Right. So uh, I took some time, kind of uh, uh, brainstormed, uh, you know, at home, all yeah. alone, basically, yeah. and try to gather my thoughts. And I created this platform called uh, Ideal World, mm. which is coming from a premise that uh, we don't live in an ideal world. Mm. You know, if, if everybody wishes for the ideal world. Right. We want things to go in a certain way. Yeah. Things should be like this. It should happen based on what I think and yeah. all of that. Yeah. We have all our dreams, our desires, and right. and uh, we wish it happens, right. but it doesn't happen, right? right? So uh, uh, you know, it's it's a very uh, a very smart takeaway from of of the word ideal, mm. uh, and it means ideal. Mm. So uh, what it means is, at at any point of time, it's the I, the right. individual I, who mm. is dealing with the world. Right. Now the world could be anything for mm. that matter. For right. for example, right now I am dealing with you. I'm dealing with the podcast. Now right. this is my world. Right. I don't have to worry about anything that is outside of this. Right. right? Yeah. And how best I deal with this mm. is my maturity, my understanding and uh, you know my compassion, my love, my my knowledge about this whole thing. Right. And that's it. And once this is done, I move on and then I probably deal with something else. Right. So the whole idea is that um, how can you live in the present? How can you deal with whatever is there in front of you? Mm. And that's your world. What you see with your eyes, what you see, what you can envision with your mind and all of that. Mm. And uh, of course, there are uh, there, there are certain things that I've built, mm. uh, you know, having an engineering background right. um, in terms of what I call, uh, you know, uh, an architecture of sorts, a system right. architecture of sorts, mm. and I have tried to given it, uh, give it uh, engineering spin to it, mm. uh, in terms of uh, uh, how the uh, interactions happen between the different components of uh, of life, mm. and uh, uh, in some cases there are. And I would love to uh, touch upon each of those and go a little deeper, sure. uh, uh, a little later. Mm. But let us also talk about your endurance journey per se. Mm -hmm. uh, when did you uh, get into running yeah. as such? So running, I started in 2009. Mm -hmm. uh, I read about, at that point of time, the Sunfist 10K mm -hmm. in Bangalore, mm -hmm. uh, which is now the TCS 10K. Okay. Uh, I read, read about it in the papers that uh, some 20,000 runners are going to be running that race right. overall. And I was thinking to myself that, uh, you know, I, uh, first of all, I was like, why so many people? I mean, I've never heard of such a, a such an event or... Um, I mean, when it when it when it used to be that kind of a number, it was usually more of an audience. Whether you go to watch a cricket match or right. a football match, but here there are so many people participating. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, having played this, uh, you know, some bit of sport at a very casual level mm -hmm. uh, with friends and all of that, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I I was into that uh, line anyway. So mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I think I should I. I should give my, myself, uh, you know, that opportunity is happening in Bangalore and why should I deprive myself? And then I trained a bit, uh, though not enough. Mm. Uh, only in the race, I figured out that 10K uh, is a big distance yeah. and it probably needs more training. Mm. 
and um, I, I would uh, I would see that a lot of people older older than me were getting past me and they were cruising and here I was suffering and all of that. So I said to myself, uh, though when I finished, I I kind of felt really good. Yeah. Uh, the whole the the whole uh, process of running, mm-hmm. sweating and uh, struggling and then finishing. The finish is always yeah. uh, the icing on Beautiful. the cake, right? Yeah. And then uh, then you then I said to myself that I should do this. I'm probably trained better mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, uh, like how it usually happens, uh, you, you feel that there is a year to go and then you wake up again uh, at the 11th hour yeah. and the same thing happened uh, next year as well. Right. Again, I struggled mm. and I said, this is not going to work out. There must be something to it, right. uh, at least to get motivated and, uh, you know, to do it uh, on a regular basis. Mm. So I kind of started uh, uh, searching on the net, a uh, couple of guys I just tried to follow and from there on, mm. uh, I think mid of uh, 2010 onwards mm. is when I started getting into what we now call it as a weekly training and all of that. Okay. And my journey took off. Mm. And then... Uh, uh, Were you working at this point? Uh, no, I had left my job in 2010. Okay. Yeah. So mm. almost almost at this similar time, I, mm. I left my job mid of 2010. Mm. Uh, and uh, that gave me a kind of a good amount of time to do all this. Right. Uh, and... Um, uh, I think it just f- from that ten kilometer, it was just went from strength to strength, mm-hmm. right? So the so the whole uh, experience of training on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. I think that's what uh, generated that interest. Okay, and then I ended up doing a marathon mm-hmm. uh, without doing a half. Mm. I said, uh, if you have to do it, why not do the big one? And why take the step, right? Just, right. just make the quantum leap, <laughs> right. and and then we will see what will happen, right? Yeah. Because there is a struggle even in a half marathon. It's not yeah. like it's easy. So, yeah. so in two thousand eleven January, I did my first marathon in Mumbai, mm-hmm. and I think from there on there was no looking back. Mm. So, uh, I ended up doing uh, a, a series of marathons, mm. and then I got tired. Okay. Tired, not in terms of running, but this whole aspect of running and beating your previous timing, and because uh, I think we uh, we a lot of us get into that hmm. uh, that race of performing better hmm. and performing better than your previous, hmm. and uh, it kind of got me into a stress. I said there's something wrong because I came into this to enjoy and have fun, and hmm. now this is stressing me. Even my training runs used to be like. Oh boy, I have to do this plan and all of that. I said, yeah. this cannot be right. Yeah. Then I heard about ultra running and mm-hmm. then said, uh, okay, why don't we try it? Mm-hmm. So there was a 50 kilometer run. So basically you um, you were getting stressed because of running too many marathons or train training uh, for marathons and decided you want to do ultra. Yeah, so what happened, I think my stress was coming because uh, I was trying to better my previous timing ah, for the marathon. Okay, focused so on that. Yeah, focused yeah. on that. Like say, for example, I've done a say four-hour marathon. Mm-hmm. Now my next target in my next marathon mm-hmm. would be like say 350. Okay. And in order to get there, mm-hmm. I had to put in the training hours. Yes. So training hour, there was a plan that you have to do it this way. You have to do your speed training and all of that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't enjoying it. Okay. It, it was, uh, you know... It, the speed if i may call it uh, uh training for speed was taking its toll on my body okay. as well as on my mind okay so uh, i i thought what else mm. because i didn't want to give up by mm. after having gone that 
far i didn't right. want to give up mm. then i heard about this 50 kilometer race i said mm. okay let's me let me try this i have already done 42 50 is not that far yeah when i went in there uh, that had a lot of time mm. right uh, I, I i think it had around eight to ten hours or something okay and and i felt i felt good because i didn't have to rush i didn't have to uh, you know run fast i could have my breaks uh, i could i could eat and take my time and so on and so forth and mm. i kind of enjoyed that then i said oh boy mm. looks like this is interesting mm. uh, if i can't run uh, every marathon and better my timing mm. uh, let me just do the distance mm. and take my breaks wherever required okay so that's when all of these things started mm -hmm. and uh, i think it was around 2000 2000 12, I guess, is when I did my first 50k, and then after that, was I, it the Bamboo Marathon? Yeah, yeah, Bamboo Ultra? Yeah, it, uh, uh, the, the Runners for Life uh, okay. Bangalore Ultra oh, uh, at Hennur Bamboo right. Forest. Right. And I think after that, uh, I kind of left running marathons, mm -hmm. uh, unless there, there was something very unique I, I used to choose, but otherwise, I used to always choose ultra distances. and. From there, it went to 100 kilometers, 24 hours, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, the best part is that uh, you get your required breaks. Mm -hmm. You can take it easy. Mm -hmm. uh, in some of the bigger races, like say 24 hours, you also have the option of getting a nap. <laughs> so, so I felt yes, I could I could push my body uh, in the distance mm -hmm. and uh, endure that mm -hmm. uh, distance. Right. So yeah the focus has shifted from say time you know looking at timings yeah. uh, and shifted to can i say uh, completing a certain distance correct maybe in a more leisurely yeah. uh, way yeah. so that is the focus of ultra yes. for you yes right yeah. um, so even in ultra world there are people who are looking at timings right yes so yeah. uh, so you could as well like uh, you know uh, look at shorter races and do at your own time no yeah so so what happened was uh, you're right uh, even in ultra people are chasing uh, you know their timing right. and they're trying like to rule. Uh, you know certain distance like yeah. 200 kilometer 250 kilometers in yes. 24 hours correct, correct, correct. now off late yes because mm -hmm. uh, uh, this whole uh, running itself is around, I, I would say, around 15 year old. Mm -hmm. 2005 is when it all started. Mm -hmm. And uh, ultra running, uh, I would say, yeah, Bangalore run overall yeah. in India. Mm -hmm. And ultra running has really taken off, I would say, in the last five to six years. So okay. yeah, it was almost uh, 10 years later. Mm -hmm. uh, because what is happening is now there are a lot of ultra events. Mm -hmm. Earlier, there were very select few ultra correct, events. Correct, correct. Now, with so many ultra events, uh, and all of them to excite, uh, you know, the participants, uh, they are really doing well in terms of organizing, prize money, and all of that. Mm -hmm. So, what it has done is, it has enabled some of the good runners who are probably doing a good marathon time mm -hmm. come into ultra. Mm -hmm. They also test their endurance, mm -hmm. and they are taking away you know in the in the one of the recent event here there was a guy who ran uh, 100 kilometers in seven and a half hours wow. now earlier first of all that format was uh, at a very few event mm -hmm. now 100 kilometer races are a given I mean, right. you, you look at any of the major uh, running cities of india there will be a good two or three hundred kilometer events wow. so then 
there they have an opportunity to prove. Mm. And also, uh, uh, I think the field has become bigger, right? right? Yeah. A lot of people are getting into because eventually uh, uh, you can't be running for PBS. It mm. will, uh, your body and your mind will give up. Right. And all of those guys, uh, they are doing, they are transitioning into two things. Mm. Either they are looking at a additional sport mm. beyond the running. So mm. they transition into triathlon mm-hmm. or say cycling mm. or they go into ultra. Oh. because they have they have been there and done the marathon mm-hmm. so now they are looking for bigger challenges mm-hmm. beyond just bettering the time mm-hmm. so a lot of people are coming into that mm-hmm. and a lot of events are also happening so both of those factors are driving mm-hmm. and it's actually uh, i would say uh, doing uh, you know a good sign for the uh, the endurance running community in india right. that a lot of people are uh, able to do this yeah lot of uh, lot of events like yes. you said yes in the last 5 years lot yes. of events have come and Correct. you know have been yeah. uh, have seen the whole scene rising Correct. i think yeah. uh, that is a great thing yeah. now we you kind of touched upon a little uh, one thing that is sustainability yeah sustainability in terms of uh, you know being able to run or cycle as long as you want mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so w- what do you think uh, you know cater to that ability to continue keep going yeah. uh, keep running uh, as long as you oh, there are a lot of, there are a lot of things uh, venki mm-hmm. uh, few things is uh, i think uh, definitely it needs years of running or whatever your sport is in your case right. cycling experience mm-hmm. uh, some people have tried to do it early mm-hmm. uh, they have failed their body has not supported so i would say you have to give a good minimum 5 years mm-hmm. to to that sport mm-hmm. and then you can build on getting into the distance that endurance and all of that mm-hmm. a lot of people today are doing it say uh, in the first year mm-hmm. you know i'm talking about ultra distances right mm. or ultra cycling in that mm. i think they're going too fast mm. uh, some of them are able to you know scrape through mm. because probably they have the build and they had the endurance mm. but a lot of people are not able to and they are leaving the sport mm. uh, i feel they are doing too soon mm. uh, definitely you need to give a good 4 to 5 years of regular running or cycling or swimming for that matter mm-hmm. and then take it a notch higher then your body will support mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. so one is the physical endurance mm-hmm. that your body see the mind we, we all say that most of the endurance sport is a mind game mm-hmm. right but it's very easy to convince the mind mm-hmm. in most cases mm-hmm. there are instances when it's difficult right. but in most cases uh, it's very easy like it happens in a moment mm-hmm. but the body will not go unless it is trained for it right. you still have to put in the miles right. for example somebody is somebody wants to run a marathon that decision is easy mm. okay you decide to run a marathon right. you desire you want you are, you are looking at everything that the marathon has to offer right but in order for your body to be prepared mm. you will need that 6 months 1 year whatever that duration is right. and that's what people are not giving mm. for a ultra running or a ultra cycling it's even more Mm. so 2 years 3 years 4 years 5 years you have to be you have to be doing continuously you know you have to put in your weekly mileage and then make sure that yes my body can take that stress mm. otherwise you will be injured right you will you will uh, 
start hitting the sport mm. more importantly so that is one mm. that once we have to give the time right. the other very important factor is fueling mm. right in terms of uh, uh, what what your diet is mm. uh, uh, and also in terms of how you are managing your hydration as well right very 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 important mm. is this not the food but also the hydration uh, uh, you have to be aware in terms of uh, whatever I would say um, a nutritionist knows, mm. a dietitian knows. Right. You have to know it. Mm. You might work with somebody, mm. but over a period of time, that knowledge, that, knowledge. that knowledge has to come to you. Right. Because in the race, uh, you know, you have planned everything, but suddenly, you know, because of conditions, things go different right now you will not have that support right. from dietitian you can't call them during right. the race right. so you would you should know whether you should go for that protein shake mm. or you should you should get in more carbs mm. and whether you want to uh, take your gel or you want to do whatever is required right. a lot of people have had upset tummies right right as as part of the races right. Right there. Right. so you have to know the science uh, if you really want to do well mm. right you have to really know the science of eating right. the science of hydration and all of that mm. and then keep listening to your body science right right because most of uh, most of the i would say um, the injuries or the dnfs that happen mm. is because we have not paid attention to something which happened you know back mm -hmm. uh, by the time you feel it and then there is nothing that can be done it's too late right you did not listen to the signal which came probably one hour back right you just ignored it or you probably were pushing too hard or forcing yourself you neglected it mm. and you did not pay attention maybe if you had paid attention there mm. it may not have translated to this maybe that slight niggle or that yes. the twinge of uh, cramps yes all that uh, yeah. you know when you are in the bud if you kind of pay attention yes. and yes. do the needful like yes maybe that hydration drink correct or that little bit of stretching yeah or, yeah okay so um, so one is the experience in terms of giving that many years yeah the other base. is other is the base the, mm. the base uh, mileage that for the body yeah. for the body the other one is the diet and hydration mm. and the third which i'm talking now is you know doing it mindfully mm. when i say mindfully doing it with awareness right. that okay i mean you have trained but on that odd day maybe uh, you start developing a slight uh, discomfort in your ankle right. or slight discomfort in your calf and you know it's there because yeah. that's that signal comes to you right and it registers in your mind right but you neglect that yeah. and you keep pushing forcing of course sometimes it can get better i'm not mm. denying that mm -hmm. but in, in 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 most cases if it develops as an injury which uh, uh, which makes you stop doing that event mm. then probably you have not paid heed earlier right. yeah so it's better to spend that one or two minutes uh, see what it is and then 
move on. Right. So running uh, mindfully uh, or doing that activity, activity mindfully with awareness of how your whole body, your mind is in sync mm-hmm. and there is absolutely no problem. You are enjoying it. Uh, I think that is that is equally important right. in terms of sustaining it. Yeah. yeah. So when you are mindful, you will also know, uh, you know, what with, with respect to Whatever, uh, what other things are that are there in your life and mm-hmm. what is achievable in terms of your uh, target event and stuff like that, that also you will take into consideration. And uh, the stress part of it will also not be that much, right? Yeah. So that will also kind of so add that, to the sustainability. Yeah, but I think that is prior to uh, being in the race. Mm-hmm. What you are talking about is in terms of uh, what I'm talking about is when you are training mm-hmm. or when you are doing that activity or whether it is in training or in race. Mm-hmm. So at that time also you have to be aware and mindful. Right. Uh, what you are saying, uh, if I if I understand mm-hmm. correctly, is in terms of your goal setting, your expectation, how hard you will go, how so slow we will go, what is the field mm-hmm. in terms of other competition, uh, what is that you want to achieve, that has to be done much prior. Right. right? So, uh, what I am talking about is also like picking events or picking your battles. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, taking your other aspects of uh, yeah, life into consideration. Yeah. Right. So that also kind of what I feel is contributes to the sustainability. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You are absolutely right. Yes, yeah. because because most of endurance athletes, uh, I think we start, except for some exceptions, after our thirty. Right. right? Yeah. And then uh, I think it's already too late. Mm. Right. Um, if we had started, say, in our 20s, early 20s, uh, we would have built a good base. Mm. And at that point of time, we could have, uh, I would say, exposed ourselves to that more rigor of speed mm. and distance mm. uh, than starting at 30. Mm. And then a lot of us also start at 40. Right. Now, already our bodies will start degenerating, mm. you know, beyond your 35 to 40 years of age. Mm. Uh, the body starts to degenerate. Mm. You will not have uh, the same strength probably what you had in your early 20s. Right. So then we have to be, as you rightly said, we have to choose the right uh, goal for ourselves. Right. That, okay, I'm not I'm not denying that somebody cannot compete because mm. with, uh, there are age category competitions now mm. and it definitely helps us. Uh, in some cases, uh, somebody in their late 30s is beating somebody in their 20s because... We don't have the culture of people running or getting into endurance sports in, in the 20s. So those guys are less experienced. So uh, uh, a late 30s or a 40 guy can beat them. Because but they had more time to build yes, that. Because they have, they have learned it. They have, yeah. they have gone through the grind. But generally, generally if you see, uh, typically, you know, you are on the downward slide. Mm. You can enhance that mm. by putting in the performance and do uh, you know doing it right. I'm mm. not denying that. Right. But it will be that much difficult. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking about what you have, the working athlete. We are all our working athlete. Right. Right. I know we are everyday athlete, but we have limited time in terms of training. Right. We are not giving uh, to what an elite would give five to seven hours in a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we might be giving on an average. Uh, maybe around 15 to 20 hours in a week 
Right. That's all. I don't think uh, anybody, any, any one of us is getting, giving beyond that. Right. And that's not enough. Yeah. And the elites, elites are getting, giving upwards of 35 hours. Hmm. Right. So already we are half there. Right. So we have to choose what is that we want to achieve. And I always tell people that uh, always look back to where you, why you started the sport. Ah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, in a lot of cases, it is about, uh, uh, you know, relieving stress. Right. A lot of cases. Mm. Uh, 30 is usually the time of a midlife crisis yeah. you are going through. Uh, you, you, you are searching your own self. Right. What do I do? I you know I have uh, I got married. I had kid. Uh, now all those all those desires i have a job all the desire. now now what right right i'm also good at my corporate uh, life mm. but uh, looks like something is amiss right right i'm uh, something else right then you find a sport and then you you know you 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 find the community and then life gets exciting and all of that but after a point when you uh, I, I always tell that from a corporate race mm. You, you you basically enter the endurance race right right yeah. and it is it is a rat race right. for, for for that matter yeah. and that can start stressing you because yeah. you're you are shifting the goalpost right. and it's just going higher and higher right right so what uh, earlier maybe you were happy doing a 10k yeah. uh, in terms of running now you want to not only do a marathon, you want to do ultra and you want to do better and you want to do it in this much time so we ourselves have you know we, we keep uh, shifting that goal first as you yeah, say. Yeah, right? because, because uh, you know, the body is like, you know, it, it will support you hmm. uh, till some point, right? right? So, so uh, a lot of people uh, don't find the joy. Hmm. In fact, they find the stress. Hmm. Like how I found my stress in terms right. of bettering my timing. Hmm. A lot of people get into that. Hmm. And it is important at that point of time that was it this reason why I started? No, I did not start like this that I wanted to. Right. So once you go back to where, why you wanted to start or why you wanted to uh, do this, I think a lot of things will take care of itself. Yeah. And generally, if you ask me, I think uh, endurance athletes all over the world, not only in India, mm. I think we are doing too much. Right. Doing too much because, uh, uh, you know, uh, people do say that it's not a competition with others, mm -hmm. especially in endurance sports, running specifically, that it's a solo sport, you're running for yourself and all of that. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, it is a competition. Right. And at the back of the head, we are competing with others. Yeah, comparing the timing. Comparing the timing and everything, following mm -hmm. our, uh, you know, uh, competition and seeing yeah. what others are doing mm -hmm. and getting stressed or motivated because of that. Strava. Strava and all of that, yeah, right? right? So this... This community, yes, in a way, it motivates you, it keeps you on your toes, mm. but hidden within that motivation and the inspiration is also the stress because suddenly, you know, you have a certain time for the marathon and you see somebody else doing better. Mm. So you say that, okay, looks like I, have, I need to push. Right. I need to get there, right? Yeah. So that also comes with the stress. Mm. In fact, I tell people that uh, even though endurance sport is a solo sport, that you're not competing with others in an ideal scenario, but with yourself, no, don't mm. even compete with yourself. Mm. Because even when you are having your own goal post being shifted, mm. because you, you, you are pushing yourself, that's also a stress. Mm. So you do the activity mm. without any uh, performance related criteria. Mm. For example, I want to, I love running, so I will just run. Mm. 
I'm not necessarily running for a timing or a distance. Mm. Today, I don't feel like running. I don't go to run. Mm. It should be that way. Mm. It should not be that, okay, why didn't I, I miss my workout. Mm. Uh, looks like I'll have not, not achieved my goal. No, there is no goal right. as such. You, you, you are doing the activity because you enjoy while you do it. Mm. While you don't do it, don't get stressed about it. Mm. Yeah, that is important. Why we are, That question about uh, thinking about why I started it in the first place. Yeah. So for my, uh, in my case, it was about my health. I was overweight and I was sick all the time. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do something uh, that kind of takes care of that aspect, that health, right? And uh, over a period of time, I kind of found new joys in, with racing and all that. Mm -hmm. But whenever I am stressed or I am down, I don't feel like doing it, I ask myself that question, why, why did I start it? Yeah. And it was health. Yeah. And it is still true now mm. that I need to be healthy. Yeah. And it helps whatever activity I'm doing. Yeah. Cycling or running. Correct. Cycling Correct. help in my case. Yeah. Helps me uh, you know, stay healthy Correct. and stay fit. Yeah. So that that is where I go to and say, okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I need to get it done. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. 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 And, and and I think for a lot of us, whatever we set out to do that activity for, mm -hmm. we have already achieved that goal long back. Right. Now we have, like we said, shifted the goal. I'm not saying it's wrong. But while doing that, if you are feeling the happiness, if mm -hmm. you are feeling the joy, go ahead and do it. Yeah. But if you are feeling the stress, then it's it's time to go back to the drawing board, assess and see where you are going wrong. Yeah. Is it your lack of motivation? Is it that, or you have onboarded too much? Right. Because uh, there is this thing about doing too much of uh, the exercise or the endurance sport right, that you are right. doing. And I think uh, too much is uh, kind of uh, a, a bigger issue than doing less. Yeah, that point about you uh, saying, looking at uh, yourself and seeing, are you having fun? Or are you stressed? Correct. Right? That is yeah. important. You know, going after new goals. Yeah. If that is what gives you joy. Yeah. For, for me, it does. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I want to... Uh, we have this BBCH uh, time trial that happens every year. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the first time I hit uh, 40 kmph was in 2014 or something. Mm -hmm. And I was accelerated. Yes. But I want to do more. Correct. A 41 kmph. Yes. 42 yes. kmph. Like, yes. Yes. Okay, I'm looking at, uh, you know, someone else or, you know, my own speed. That is what gives me, drives me. Correct. Motivates me. Yeah then it is fine. Yes. But if it is stressing you out and you are not looking forward to the workouts or riding itself, yeah. then that is, a, you know, that is not working. And yeah. you have to go back to the drawing board and look at what, what's going wrong. Right? Yeah. So, 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 so the goal also, whatever you are shifting, mm -hmm. has to be exciting you in the first place. Yeah. Like I'm talking about true excitement. Yeah. Not that somebody else did it and that becomes my goal. Right. So the goal in, in terms of self that I spoke to you about has to be exciting. That okay, right. now I did 40 as you said. I want to do 41, 42. Right. And I think it will be nice if I right. can crack that barrier. Right. right? right. So that is exciting. Right. You know, you, your, your face leads up, your soul leads up and all of that. Yeah. That is one. 
The second thing is while you are training for it, mm. you are enjoying that process exactly. also. And more importantly, when you are racing, you are enjoying that because you know you always wanted to do this. Right. Now you're in the race yeah. and you are with all the energies and all of that and you are enjoying it. Yeah. But uh, a lot of us, uh, and, and you can make out right. because the faces tell the story, right? right? right. The body tells the story. Yeah. And you can see them when they are struggling. Right. Uh, uh, of course, I'm not saying that uh, uh, it's a big race. People mm. will struggle sometimes. Mm. But most of the time, you see that, you know, they are struggling. Their body language is not good. Mm. Uh, there, there, is no, there is no smile on the face mm. uh, while they are doing that activity. Right. So you can assess it very quickly uh, as an outsider mm. that they're not enjoying the race. Right. So that um, aspect of that mindset and mindset of enjoying the process. Right? Yeah. Because the training, the training runs or the training rides are going to be the meat of the entire thing. Correct. Although you are training for a race, yeah. for an event, yeah. the, that event will last say Few four hours, hours or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But the pro, you know, but the training lasts, you know, hours and hours and days, months sometimes years yeah. so you got to enjoy that process and not just fixate on that final outcome yeah and it, that is and very important yeah you are absolutely right i think the process of training is what is uh, you know a thing for joy right. and when i say training is just not training per se yeah. it could be meeting your buddies it it uh, a lot of time after the training is when the real fun starts. Oh, yeah. Whether it is the breakfast oh, yeah. or the chatter that we do or the stories that we tell each yeah, other yeah, yeah. or or probably, you know, uh, it could be a leisurely drive. It may not right. be, it may not be just, you know, yeah. uh, just the, the strenuous exercise. Right. Uh, the community that you build, uh, uh, in your case, uh, going to the store is exciting right. because you see all these gadgets yeah, and yeah, new yeah. things and okay I, I need to buy this oh such a thing exists i never knew this <laughs> you could do this oh how do you do this yeah. so that that is also exciting yeah. and people have to enjoy that process also the social part. aspect of yeah. the sport yeah. is very important yeah. as well yeah awesome awesome so let us talk a little bit about uh, your runs you know mind-numbingly long mm. runs mm. you once did a uh, uh, run charting the uh, path that uh, what Guru Nanak yes. did. Yes. yes. So talk talk us a little bit about that. How long was it? How, yeah. how many days and all that? Sure. So I always say this that a lot of us, we decide our goal on a whim. Hmm. I mean, there is no logic to it, whether hmm. it is running a marathon or doing an ultra marathon. Uh, I mean, nobody can prove me or anybody that why one does that right. it is just uh, it just comes in the moment and you feel that okay probably if i do that it will be nice right. uh, uh, most importantly i will feel nice and then it is it is something that you can share it with others and hopefully in, in your community your friends and family will feel nice mm -hmm. so i always say that most of my uh, running decisions have been on, on a whim. Okay. Right from 2009 when I started, it was a whim. Mm -hmm. I was not prepared for it. I have never, I mean, I used to play other sport, but uh, running 10 kilometers at a stretch is a different ball game. Right. And it just happened on a whim. Mm -hmm. Similarly, all my other running decisions happened on a whim. Mm -hmm. And this specific one, which happened in 2009, was also on a whim. Uh, 
uh, I read 2019. 2019 is when yeah. I did this. Mm. Yeah. So uh, 2018 mm. is when uh, I planned this actually. Okay. So uh, during the uh, so the whim happened in 2018. 2018. 2018 yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, as part of the Guru Nanak Jayanti. Mm -hmm. uh, I read about, I was in my home state, Bihar. Okay. Okay. And uh, uh, Guru Nanak is the first guru and the, the main guru or mm. the, the guru. Mm. And uh, Guru Gobind Singh was the 10th guru who was coincidentally born in Patna. Okay. My my home state, uh, the capital of the my home state. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, there in Patna mm. for, an, for an event. Mm. And I had known that uh, there was a gala celebration done by the government of mm. uh, the state, uh, the Bihar government for Guru Gobind Singh. Mm. And uh, again, uh, since it was a 2019 would have been a milestone year for the birth anniversary of Guru Nanak. Okay. 550th. Wow. Mm. So uh, I said... Uh, what can I do? So I got a little inquisitive because they were not doing in the same gala uh, way that they did for Guru Gobind Singh. So I read, why is that they are doing it less? He was the bigger guru and all those thoughts that came when I read that news. Again, right. through newspaper, right? Mm. Then I went to the net mm. and I searched more about him. What mm. has been his life? And it, you know, very interesting. Wikipedia, uh, mm. I kind of uh, brought it up and mm. started reading. And in that, mm. it mentioned about his travels, mm -hmm. which is called Udasis. Okay. And uh, there was a map mm -hmm. which kind of just drew his path okay. where all he has traveled. Mm -hmm. And he is considered to be the world's second most traveled person after Ibn Batuta, the explorer. Mm -hmm. So that was surprising mm -hmm. that a religious uh, man, a religious guru has traveled more than an explorer. Mm -hmm. He was not an explorer, but in order to spread and understand, he traveled all around. So that got me a little fascinated. So I started learning more about his travels. Mm -hmm. And that picture stayed with in my mind. Okay. So when I finished the event, came back to Bangalore, that map of India with those paths started coming in my thoughts, my dreams and all of that. Right. I said, I have to do something about this. Mm -hmm. Because at that point of time, a very crazy idea came. It will be really nice if I can run along this path. Okay. Then, How long was this? So this, actually the path, uh, uh, they were part of his two travels. Mm. Uh, it is 13,000 plus kilometers across India. My God. Yeah. 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 So um, uh, I said, uh, okay, uh, I know it's going to be difficult, but uh, what the heck, let's give it a shot. Okay. So I made a plan to cover the whole distance mm. across mm. and uh, the path ran from uh, Amritsar close to a place uh, uh, at Amritsar, near close to Amritsar mm. and all the way to northeast of India and then back again to Punjab and then the other one, the second travel from uh, the same place near Amritsar down south and then back again. Hmm. So this whole, this two dasi, this two travels is 13,000 plus kilometers. Right. I said, okay, I, I'll give myself six months, seven months and you know, I'll just set out there. And I, I had to, I think, do an average of uh, close to 55 kilometers per day, okay. which was not bad because you also had so much time to do it. Hmm. Right. Uh, I, I started uh, uh, in March. March 17th is when I started and uh, I think for the first week uh, because the excitement was there and all of that 
uh, I ended up uh, doing an average of 67 per day. Okay. And I was well within my target of 55. But I think after that, after I reached Delhi, mm-hmm. is when things started. Because I wanted to do it in a grand way with, um, you know, sponsors, partners, with a big crew. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I could not raise money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up doing it all by myself, my own money, my own little crew. And it's very difficult to do when you have to worry about your running, your route, your food, your planning, where to stay and all of that. Right. So that started taking toll on me because my mind space was going into planning all these things and right. my running was getting compromised. Mm-hmm. So then I started losing uh, my daily mileage and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then when I reached Allahabad, mm-hmm. uh, I also felt sick okay. because I was eating on the highway. Ah. Whatever was there, right? right? So I I'm running on the highway, I see a dhaba, I feel okay, now it looks like it's time for breakfast, I go and have something. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see a sugarcane juice, I have that. Mm-hmm. So I was I was accustomed to do it. Mm-hmm. Earlier also I used to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think something went wrong somewhere mm-hmm. and uh, I had an upset tummy right. and I had to uh, be stationed only in Allahabad for three days. Okay. So I lost considerable time. In fact, I started thinking how far I could go because this has happened too early in the, uh, in the, uh, in the run journey. Mm-hmm. But I think I gave myself time and then I had made peace with uh, myself that I'm not going to... Uh, get to a point where I can run this whole whole, whole thing. Right. So whatever I can run, mm. I think that will be nice. I don't want to give up the trip. Mm. Uh, I anyway had a car with me. Mm. So uh, I will try to give my best shot in on that day. Right. Depending on how I feel, I run as much, run, walk as much as I can. And the mm. rest, I will just go with the car. Right. So I made the journey mm. and it took me around uh, five and a half months eventually. Mm. Uh, and I, instead of doing 13,000 plus, mm-hmm. I ended up doing 5,000. Okay. Okay. So, so uh, I, I kind of, uh, in other cases, is shifting the goalpost, which is away and which is much more uh, strenuous. Yeah. I kind of brought the goalpost. Dude, close it up. And 5,000 kilometers is yeah. no joke. Yeah. It's like and crazy. Uh, I, I enjoyed it because uh, I, I, I always say this now that. Uh, it not only took me to the places where a lot of us would go, mm. uh, and it also took me to places where I will never go probably. Right. Because I have gone to such remote corners of India, mm. uh, which I would, I don't think I will go right. or follow that route. So right. that gave me, uh, uh, you know, a diff- it, I think it changed me as a person, mm-hmm. right? In terms of where one has to focus, um, uh, where do you find joy? How do you find joy in uh, having the you know the little bit that you have? Mm. It's not always about you know the rich, the glory, and all of that. It's about uh, probably not having anything. You know, just just having your bare body and what is that you can do with that on that given day? Right. Sometimes you'll be able to push through and probably do uh, say uh, eighty-two kilometer in a day, and sometimes you may not be able to do it. Mm. There are days when I have not run at all. So the idea is you have to take all of those things in the stride Mm -hmm. and not have a feeling that, okay, I wished I had done it this way because this was my goal. Mm -hmm. But things on ground are different. But you still need to go through the journey. I think that is important. Mm -hmm. And that's what set me. Like I could have quit Mm -hmm. because I didn't have the funding. In fact, I was raising money for an NGO. So... Uh, I was not feeling well. I didn't have the sponsorship. 
then I thought to myself that, you know, I cannot give it away because I'll never get this opportunity to do it. Ever. Right. I think the next milestone will come in six, 600th year. Hmm. I'm not going to be there for another <laughs> years. So this is, this is my only chance. And uh, I will try to do best of my ability. I may not cover 13,000. I will cover 5,000. Hmm. Big deal. Right. Uh, I think the journey is important. Hmm. Uh, being on that path is important. And I, 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 it taught me a lot of things yeah. as part of it. Uh, you know, uh, I lost a lot of money uh, because I, uh, I got it self-funded. Mm. But the amount of knowledge and wisdom that I got, I think money cannot buy it. Right. Yeah. Well, definitely the experience yeah. is, as you say, is priceless. Right? Absolutely. So what are some of the memories from that uh, that you can... Oh, there are many memories. There yeah. are many memories of how... Uh, uh, I, I'll tell you some 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 highlights, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. How uh, okay, some business name highlights, right? How uh, businesses, uh, local businesses, are named after rivers. Uh -huh. So uh, when I was coming close to Delhi, mm -hmm. Yamuna, some so and so, Yamuna Enterprises, you know, because Yamuna runs right, through it. Right, yeah. Then uh, along the Ganges, Ganga, so and so. Yeah. Then when I went to Assam, Brahmaputra, uh -huh. Narmada. Right. Godavari, Krishna, I'm like, wow. Yeah. So that, that gave me a sense that, you know, the whole city uh, being established at the, uh, you know, near the river front banks and of banks rivers, of the rivers yeah. and all of that. Because at the end of the day, water is life, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, you can, do, you can do without electricity, but you can't do without water. Right. So the water was always very sacred to India mm -hmm. in terms of that. And, 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 and of course, uh, uh, you know, the names and all of that. So right. that is one. Uh, the, I, it went from, I would say, uh, a pleasant mm -hmm. uh, in March in Punjab mm -hmm. to uh, hot and humid um, when I started my return journey in, uh, what do you call, uh, Kolkata and Orissa. Mm -hmm. And then definitely very, very hot in Rajasthan. Right. And then when I came uh, down south uh, and started uh, uh, again going back from south from Kanyakumari, mm. uh, when I hit Kerala, monsoon had started. Right. All the way till I would say uh, Gujarat mm. is when I experienced from Kerala to that. Mm. So that season change also I saw. Mm. Beautiful. I think uh, uh, I only struggled and something that which my body could not tolerate because I'm uh, being in Bangalore, we are blessed. Right? Right. So, uh, uh, was uh, Kolkata and Urissa hmm. where the heat and especially the humidity, humidity yeah. was killing right. in the sense that I had to, uh, my, my, my physical body went through so much of stress hmm. that I had to give up running for continuous 10 days just to recover from that. Wow. And just doing a 21 or 31 was difficult. Hmm. Like, you you just stand there. You don't even have to walk. You right. stand there and you're, you're sweating. sweating. Yeah. yeah. So that that uh, humidity is much different to what you see in Chennai or in the western mm -hmm. part, right? Mm -hmm. Western part is not as... Uh, what The humidity that you get along the east coast is killing, at mm -hmm. least to my body. Yeah. My body was able to tolerate the... The sweltering heat of Rajasthan because that's dry heat. Right. Yeah, it, it might, it's too much of sun and dry heat, mm -hmm. but not as bad as the humidity that you get there. Right. Yeah, so so that was one. Mm -hmm. um, definitely food. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you the kind of food that, because all highways, dhabas, right. lo local uh, places and all of that. Mm -hmm. And 
uh, you know, tea. Hmm. Tea is such a thing that I can tell you that if anybody wants to make money uh-huh. in India, especially, and if you don't know what to do, just start a tea business. <laughs> just start serving tea. Uh-huh. You will make enough money. Because everywhere people are just drinking tea in India. Right. Their day starts with tea, their day ends with tea. Right. right? So it's not coffee, by the way. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, a lot of coffee joints in Bangalore and other cities. Right. But tea is what gets India going, literally. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, uh, some funny incidents on, on the road yeah. where uh, people start offering me rides yeah. uh, on the bike and yeah. in the car and all that and okay why are you hey, you don't this? have anything come i'll drop you <laughs> i'll drop you then i'm also going people have chased me for a good kilometer uh-huh. and trying to convince me i said uh, you know don't don't don't, don't try to uh, you know break my religion i want to i want to walk and run as much as possible uh-huh. and the language uh-huh. I mean, I, I think if I have one regret mm. uh, in terms of not knowing much of the Indian la- language, it, it was during that. Because I felt that I could connect with them. I could talk, share about my journey much better mm. if I knew the language. Okay. Of course, Hindi is, uh, I think, quite, uh, I would say, uh, widespread for right. a lot of people. Mm. But uh, I felt a lot of times that... In so many languages. So many languages. Yeah. Couple of places, especially in the North Belt, it was easy for me to tell Correct. a lot of things yeah, yeah. because I I have to say say to them Correct. right, Correct. and then there is a different connect. Mm-hmm. Little bit I knew like uh, I know little little bit you know just to get my way uh, Samis, uh, Bengali, uh, then uh, uh, Malayalam little bit. Mm-hmm. So then suddenly you see that you know people connect you a little differently, especially right. if you go to the uh, you know the joints. The restaurants and uh, you know you, you you say few words right that's enough yeah, yeah you know yeah. You, you, your service will be completely different <laughs> <laughs> and the food i'm telling you yeah so uh, uh I, I have my favorites by the way yeah you know some states where you know i would love, love to go yeah and what uh, are those? Uh, definitely i enjoyed the food in tamil nadu okay yeah, yeah. I, at least to my palate and my taste mm. uh, everywhere through the state of tamil nadu you know, I got good food right. because that was my fuel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the more good food I eat and more, uh, uh, I would say, filling uh, yeah. I am, that that used to be... The Tamil Nadu Sambar is fabulous, man. There you go. They, the, I mean, I, being in uh, Bangalore uh, for the last 10 years uh, now, the only thing that I hate is the Sambar here. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. I get you. <laughs> Tamil Nadu number is fantastic. Yeah. And and I also saw uh, uh, in terms of when we say sitting back, uh, mm. you know, in the comfort of our home, that okay, which are the more, uh, I would say, advanced states in India mm. and all that. I, I think I have my preferences there in mm. terms of how I saw it right. overall, mm. right? In terms of how uh, aware people are, in fact, I have tried to use the signboards, that mm. is, the hoardings that we see in the city mm. as a sign of the, uh, I would say, uh, advancement of the city. Right. Because when I, and, and for, for, for all that, I would definitely like to mention Kerala. Right. Because the creativity that mm. they have, even in the hoardings that they make, mm. is 
out of the world. Right. At least compared to India, I never saw such a creative place mm -hmm. than Kerala. The most literate state. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you know, uh, the creativity with which they do any kind of design mm -hmm. and you know, of course, most of them were there, mm. uh, even to the extent of using the fonts, mm. uh, whether it could be the name of the shops or it could be hoarding, uh, political hoarding, or, uh, you know, it could be for a movie and all of that. Mm. It's different. Right. I mean, you have to give it to the guys. I mean, right. no, no qualms about that. Right. So, so, so a lot of, lot of learnings like that. And then I, uh, other thing that I would like to mention is, there were some stretches along the way mm. where I really enjoyed my run. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, all across basically. Mm. But there are some highlights which are there in my mind. Like there was, uh, uh, you know, the the most western part of India, mm. which was in Gujarat, which uh, I, I think one could stand there and see the border. Mm. Uh, Lakhpat was the place, mm. which is the last point of India. After that, you know, the... Uh, the Gulf starts and mm -hmm. all of that. Mm -hmm. So that stretch, I mean, nobody can imagine, but it is a beautiful stretch. Uh, I really enjoyed my run there. Then there was uh, in Karnataka, uh, from Badami to, um, I think, Bijapur stretch. Mm -hmm. That stretch was also very beautiful. Right. Uh, over a period of time, what I realized was, uh, instead of doing the national highway, it's better to do the state highway, right. primarily because national highways are devoid of the trees. Right. Right. They are good for uh, vehicular traffic, mm. but for somebody who's walking and running, they are not. <laughs> yeah. in the shade. Shade, right? And uh, invariably, state highways or small roads yeah. uh, used to be much, much better with lots of trees and all correct, of that. Correct. So when I used to, what I had decided was to move from city to city. Mm. So I used to deliberately later on, after mm. I realized this, mm. choose a route using Google Maps, right. which was going through state Same highway or smaller, smaller, roads. smaller roads. And I always found it to be much more greener, much more, the roads were good mm. to large extent in yeah. most part of India. Yeah. So uh, that was an insight as well. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. And you did something uh, within Bihar as well as yeah, so, Ather Bihar or yeah, something? Yeah. So, so what I have done, uh, and uh, just to highlight this, why am I doing this? Mm. Uh, over a period of time, uh, I have got tired of running even just, just running an ultra. Right. Uh, I, I, have, I participate in very, very less races, mm. maybe one or two races. Mm. I try to take uh, or rather create runs on my own, something like mm. what I did with this uh, 2019 run. Mm. In the similar way, uh, to give back to my home state, Bihar. Uh, Bihar. Uh, I thought, uh, what can I do for that? Right. And uh, I have also launched my own NGO mm. and we are trying to do some work there. But being from the state, I haven't spent time in the state. Mm. So I thought, first let me travel around. Right. So I made an itinerary where I visited all the 38 districts. It's, it's a small state after right. the partition to Jharkhand. Mm. It is, area wise, it has become small. But still, there are 30, 38, 30 districts. districts. Wow. Because the, 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 the district is based on the population. Mm. And it's still a very heavily populated state. Mm. So they have carved out 38 districts. Right. So I made an itinerary where I you know, went through all the, all the districts. All the uh, districts. I, I made it a point to run a half marathon in each of this district. Mm -hmm. And then I, of course, had a, a car and a crew. Mm -hmm. And we went, for, uh, I think I did it across 19 days. Okay. And we went across. And we filmed mm. 
in terms of what is the culture what is the landmark and i myself first of all wanted to see experience experience that. it because i have not traveled right beyond the ganges on the north side of the ganges i have not traveled right so i i took that as an opportunity and then now uh, and um, uh, i created a brand mm. or rather a campaign called behtar bihar which is uh, like a better bihar right and uh, i intend to do lot of uh, social activities as part of that campaign mm. and uh, i also uh, whatever we filmed we uh, we are making a small documentary right. because i feel that uh, you know like other states a lot of uh, we we don't even know our own states mm-hmm. uh, it's not that just true actually yeah it's not just true for me mm. for, for my a lot of state of yeah. even even in for example we stay we're staying in bangalore mm. but i don't think we have seen uh, the whole of karnataka yeah, how yeah. beautiful or what what culture what is the history or yeah. uh, you know all of that mm. we haven't seen it right. and then we uh, see i'm not saying that we should not travel mm. but if we can take out time and you know try to cover this because there is beautiful there is beauty in all of this districts in small places right. and the more we travel closer to home no? mm-hmm. i think the better it will be for everybody else awesome yeah, yeah. that's that's fantastic that's fantastic so let us uh talk a little bit about again going back to the ideal world right yeah. so what what do you think or um yeah, things that people can do to take care of self sure right yeah that self aspect you talked about self compassion yeah and also things like uh, sleep and all yeah. these are very important so what what are some of the uh, things that people can do to take care of their self aspect of it and sure. improve their quality of it yeah so uh, as such there are uh, you know three sides to it right the first one is the physical side mm-hmm. where uh, a lot of it is uh, related to your fuel or the food mm-hmm. right whatever you have to be conscious of uh, uh, what you are putting inside your mouth mm-hmm. uh, i am not saying that everybody has to you know lead a particular diet no mm. of course you right. can you can gradually get there mm. depending on uh, what one is doing what your aspirations are right. but you have to do it consciously mm. right that is the first thing mm. because uh, the physical body is a uh, to large extent of course there are other aspect mm. is a large extent of the food that we eat right. they 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 becomes the cell eventually right. as far as right, right? so we should definitely pay uh, importance to our diet mm. that's the first thing mm. uh, in fact when you say self mm. i have a very beautiful acronym for self mm. okay and it starts with something which is very easy yeah. sleep sleep yes okay. so the 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 s in self is sleep right okay we have to give ourselves that much whatever is required based on your activity mm. so people say that you know 7 hours and all of that but for people like you and me who are into endurance mm. it has to be more actually right because we are putting our body into that much of stress mm. so we need more hours of sleep right. it has to be 8 hours 8 and a half 9 hours in some cases for uh, ultra athletes like you and me right. so sleep has to be there 
if you are not giving enough sleep you are compromising on your body physical performance hmm. both in terms of performance and also in its susceptibility of injuries right so that is very important okay yeah. um that's number one uh e comes for exercise hmm. so definitely you have to take this body for a walk run cycle play some sport whatever it is it doesn't have to be only these three activities you you have to move basically right so that is exercise mm -hmm. and when i say move not necessarily while moving indoors and doing other activities it mm -hmm. has to be a continuous movement whether it is a play for half an hour 45 minutes or whatever yeah. you have to take it to a point where you are sweating mm -hmm. you you should you should get the sweat you should feel the sweat you should right. enjoy the sweat yeah. that's when your heart rate goes up and all of that yeah. so exercise is definitely part of it l is love mm. right in terms of uh, and what i mean by love is uh, you have to have an environment around you mm. whether it is the family your friends at corporate mm. where you have a very loving environment mm. right you are not stressed mm. so that's more of a mental framework yeah. uh, and the f is food mm. which we already discussed right. so at in nutshell if you can take care of this four pillars mm. then to large extent you are taking care of uh, the self great man this has been a fantastic chat to kind of conclude this what mm. are some of the tips that you would give working athletes who want to do well in their sport as well as life so i have only one word for the uh, uh, i mean okay you said already working athlete uh, so so definitely they are doing activity mm. um i think they should stick to it mm. because uh, a lot of people get started and then the working part takes over mm. and then the athlete pass part gets dropped right right so uh, initially there is lot of enthusiasm energy mm. uh, they enjoy the community and it's a different life mm. but uh, if they haven't figured out initially as we said right. why they want to get in there then they might drop out mm. so my suggestion to them is uh, see uh, the transition is till the time we are in school we are playing one sport or another mm. because it's part of our one of the period is that right when we come to college shut mm -hmm. there's hardly any unless the people who are into the sport they don't play mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. when we when we come to corporate zero mm -hmm. of course exceptions to the rules yeah. are always there yeah. so already you are dropping 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 mm -hmm. right it is very important that once you come into corporate life so i i will not say that do so much in your college life because you need to enjoy that time and uh, you will not get back that age and that time mm -hmm. but once you come to corporate you have the resources in terms of money in terms of facilities infrastructure and you can utilize those resources the idea is that create some big goals for yourself mm -hmm. because if your goals in that activity are not big enough you will not stay for long mm. because the smaller goals you can achieve it in the first few months in the first few years mm. for you to sustain mm. you have to probably pick like say you know in terms of a parlance i'm saying that you have to climb the mount everest right because that goal mm. will keep taking you taking right. you, taking you. Uh, people should definitely set up big ambitious goal for themselves mm. uh, and then pursue it right 
and um, they should make it a play. Mm. When I say play, you know, it's different from a game and competition and all of the play is all fun. Right. Like there is no, uh, it's like a football with no goalpost. Right. You're you're just playing. There is a ball and there are twenty two players. I mean, I wish I could do that. Yeah. I would love to do that. That there's no goals. <laughs> you just keep playing with the ball and just have fun. Right. Because I think that component is missing. Mm. If you have play, if you have uh, community, mm. it's very very important. Right. I met some very good friends. Uh, in my running network mm. like in fact most of my network today are made of runners right and uh, it goes beyond that activity yeah. right i have traveled as much mm. in whatever uh, i have traveled in the last uh, now i say 13 years right. i have not traveled that much in my first 30 years mm. so one activity right. of running mm. has transformed me in so many ways so right. many ways right. So you have to you have to latch on to one activity, mm. whatever your uh, athlete activity is. Right. Uh, it could be a game, it could be an activity, exercise, whatever it is, and go into depth. Like you should know the science, the uh, the motivation, and everything around the community. You should know who are the people in that community. You should network with them mm. and know as much as possible about it, right. and have it in your mind every now and then. Right. So that's what I say that you know. Um, most of the time in the morning I'm running mm. the rest of the time it's all running around running <laughs> running is on my mind and it's running <laughs> awesome man this has been a fantastic chat thank you for taking the time and uh, sharing your journey with the Working Athlete Podcast really appreciate it thank you so much Benki and I hope uh, you guys like uh, you know my story and uh, it has given you some sense of inspiration and motivation um i'm very happy to share more and if you guys have any can they connect yes. i think on facebook you, you yes, have this yes, right yes. yeah feel free to reach out and uh, i think uh, we should grow this small little community of ours endurance athlete in india is not a very big community yeah. uh, we'd love to grow this by lips and bombs and take it from strength to strength Awesome. So I'll uh, share your uh, social uh, yeah, links as well please, in the please. show notes so that people can get in touch Absolutely. with you as well. Absolutely. Awesome. Amazing, man. Thank <laughs> you so much.